It's time for the Christmas edition of Love Talk with the love ladies Evelyn, Kathy, and Carrie. Love talking today about their Christmas stories. Thank you, Gavin, and Merry Christmas to you. This is an exciting time in life, and we want to welcome all you who are joining us for Love Talk here on KTXW, The Bridge in Austin, Texas, Central Texas Christian Talk, and we're building bridges of love and leadership. And in the studio with me is our wonderful co-host, Miss Carrie Brinkhater, and we've got our guest, Miss Kathy Innerbrock, on the phone. Hello, lovely, love ladies. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Evelyn. It's great to be with you guys. Hey, listeners, Merry Christmas to you. I know it's a Saturday. I hope that uh, you are not finding yourself out on the roads madly shopping for last-minute Christmas gifts. But if you are, you're going to have some fun while you're there waiting in traffic because we're going to have a great show for you today. Uh, there's this key verse that we're, that we are in today. It is whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And that comes straight out of 1 Corinthians 10, 31 through 6. And, uh, Evelyn, what all are we talking about today? Well, what theme, is our topic? Yeah. Our theme today is, uh, simply, uh, Christmas. Love one another. You know, the, it, Paul taught, uh, John taught that when he, um, he looked at the world and where where he lived after Jesus had uh, done the work that he uh, was ordained to do, and Easter came. Uh, he looked back at all of the things that were so exciting that he had lived through with Jesus, and he said, "This is our challenge: love one another, just." As Jesus loves you. And you know, that is a great thing for a wonderful Christmas month. Love one another. It's topic today. And so we're going to have personal stories of Christmas. We're going to share our personal stories of loving and living like Christians. And that's that's what Christ means to us. That's what Christmas. Christ, it's Christmas. Mm. You have put on T of that. Because it. <laughs> It is a celebration of who he is and what he has created us to be. And we are women of the word, and we're, we're just so thrilled to be here today. I love how you're such a wordsmith, Miss Evelyn, and how you take words and, and, and really break them down. But that's exactly right. Christ must. We must celebrate Christ during this season. Oh, friends. Well, Kathy, I, I have to admit, I, you know, I have great intentions every year. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get started early. I'm going to get those presents. <laughs> and I've done some shopping, but I will be one of the ones out on the road today running around, you know, trying to get the last minute things before we head out of town this Christmas season. Um, but you know what? That's okay. I'm I'm not stressed about it. It's just it it's it's gonna be fine. It's so gonna you're be taking just a fine. trip. Yes, ma'am. And Kathy, you're taking a trip, right? I I am. I'm so excited about this Christmas uh, because in just a few days I'm about to be with um, all my family at my parents' house in New Mexico. Um, Eric and I are about to be driving out there. Uh, so we're we're hoping no last minute storms. We're hoping that the roads all stay good. But um, five of my seven siblings are going to be there in New Mexico with four spouses, seven nieces and nephews, 
who knows how many friends my parents always have guests just unexpected stopping by and we're all going to be gathered in my parents little home for a week so it is going to be this (laughs) glorious madhouse I can imagine. That is going to be wonderful. Well, this Christmas, we are heading to uh, Houston, right outside of Houston, going to my parents' house. It'll be my parents and, of course, my family and my brother's family getting together, and it'll just be a great time. My mom, she loves to um, make the house just look so beautiful Mm -hmm. at Christmas time. So we're excited about that. We'll also be heading to East Texas as well. So we're, we've got a little, little travel under our belt, but we're able and we're ready and the kids are excited. And of course, school is out, which is glorious. What a, uh, what a time of just the final exams and all of that. Uh, it's, you know, it, they, they need a little downtime, Miss Evelyn. Oh, I know. I love it. I don't, you know, we are, we are so excited about this Christmas because we have these new babies, mm-hmm. uh, set of twins, boy and girl, and then so our other grandson uh, has a little girl, and they're all coming home. And oh. we're just trying to figure out who's going to have the privilege of doing Christmas dinner. Oh, so I, uh, I'm hoping we get to go to our son David. Uh, Dan is out in uh, Liberty Hill. He has a uh, has a really nice place, and uh, it's just out there with lots of pretty trees. And oh. he called us at 9:30 uh, just night before last and said, "Dad, I'm looking out my sliding glass door, and there's a 12 point book in my yard. I wonder if it's the one I hit with my car last week." <laughs> Oh, oh really? my goodness! Oh, no. Yes, my car is a little messed up, but uh, I digress. I'm sorry, Miss Evelyn. Yes, the 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 deer are beautiful this time of year. We saw a fox in our backyard the other really? day. <laughs> Craziness, yeah. but you know, I again, this Christmas season is just absolutely so fun. Now, Kathy, today. We are going to have a great time asking each other questions about our Christmas traditions. Right? We are, you know, because you know most of our most of our programs, we you know we have our key scripture, which we do, but then we build kind of a lesson around that. And so today, rather than having a kind of a structured lesson type program, we are just going to share some of our stories from Christmas because this is the one thing I love. That this verse from 1 Corinthians 10:31 is so freeing. It says, "Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God." Mm-hmm. And so, it's a beautiful day to celebrate Christmas. It's a beautiful time to celebrate Christmas with friends, with family. Maybe we're having our own party at our house, and there's no way to do it wrong. There just isn't. If you do it for the glory of God, there's just no. You cannot get it wrong. So there's no best way to gather. There's no best tradition that outtrumps the others. There's no must-have food in order for the dinner to be acceptable. All of it is best if we do it for God. And so there's so many ways to celebrate Christmas. And today we are all going to share our favorite, our worst, 
and our weirdest Christmas traditions and memories. So are you are you guys up for this today? Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a blast. Um, okay, no well, questions. Well, it take a year for me to show <laughs> to share mine. You, but I'm going to be really uh, on, on point, on target today. You've had almost as many Christmases as Kathy and I have put together, oh, Miss no. Evelyn. How fun is that to think of it like that? Um, you know, no question is off limits here today today. So let's see. I think, Kathy, you're going to go first. All right. Um, Who is the most unexpected guest you have ever had for Christmas? Uh, Okay. The most unexpected guest. Well, now you guys know my mom has been a Christian therapist for like over 30 years. So our home was always open. We never knew who was going to be walking through that door. And uh, we've had like Russian scientists. We have had, you know, uh, homeless friends. We've, we've had so many, but the one that really stands out for me was one that my dad was expecting, but none of us knew was coming and we had never met him before. And, um, so there was this, a gentleman who my, my dad had been very, very close friends with in Pennsylvania. And they had kind of fallen out of touch, and the, this gentleman was going to be moving up to Los Alamos, New Mexico, which is where we were, and working for the National Laboratory, which was who my daddy worked for. And so it was Christmas morning, and uh, the the uh, on our on our glass sliding door there was a knock, and my dad went in, and uh, this gorgeous African American man who's probably oh gosh he was about six foot six foot one the darkest, deepest, blackest skin I have ever seen in my life, the most radiant eyes and the biggest smile. And he's hugging all over my dad. My dad's hugging all over him. And daddy turns to all of us and he says, hey, gang, this is Uncle Greg. And I thought, Uncle Greg, I've never heard of an Uncle Greg before. Who are you? How can you be my uncle? This is amazing. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, just such a beautiful, handsome, good-looking, joy-filled man. And he ended up being one of my favorite people through high school. And we would go ice skating together, and he had so much wisdom. And he was uh, he must have been about 15 years younger than Daddy because I remember thinking, well, he's, he's not that old, and he doesn't have a wife. And, you know, I, I, I am going to be getting a little bit older one of these days. And, uh, you know, I just had the biggest crush on him. But um, my Uncle Greg, so I just, I will never forget that first time meeting him. And um, he would share stories about Daddy when Daddy was younger. And he was just such, um, just such a neat part of our family. And from then on out, he would come by every Christmas morning and have wow. Christmas breakfast with mm-hmm. us. And um, we just we loved him dearly. So that that is my most unexpected guest that we've ever had. Evelyn. Okay, same question to you. Well, mine was not a welcome. I have to tell you, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, unexpected. Uh, It was during the Korean War. Van was in the United States Navy, and uh, he was stationed in uh, Japan. Oh wow. And so he was he had uh, on a shift where he was he served in Japan 6 months and then came home for 3 or 4 and then went back. 
And so I was on, I guess, maybe the second or third term of our doing that, and it fell on the Christmas uh, season. And uh, I, um, because my mom and dad uh, lived in Humble, Texas, uh, Van's dad was not real healthy, and they lived in Lufkin. And so Van asked me if I would during that three months, if I would stay with his parents. Well, that it happened that it was over the Christmas holidays. And one of Van's, one of Van's sisters had gotten divorced. And uh, just about the time for us, all the family to come together, uh, the phone rang. And it was an ex-husband saying, I'm on the way, and I'm going to burn your house down. Oh, no. Wow. Uh and so the panic set in, mm-hmm. you can imagine. And I said, well, the first thing we need to do is we need to call the call an attorney. And secondly, we need to call the police. Mm-hmm. So as it turned out, he stopped along the way. We didn't have cell phones then. And called again, wanting to know if his wife was there. And, well, she wasn't his wife anymore. It was Van's sister. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Absolutely. Vance's dad almost had a heart attack. It was the most mm. unexpected Christmas I have ever had. Ours has always been fun, fireworks, all the, you know, the whole family coming together. Uh, and as I was thinking and praying about this last night, I thought, you know, if he had come like he said he would come, our lives would have changed mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, we had the police there. Uh but because he didn't come, we prayed and mm-hmm. asked the Lord to, you know, work a work in his life. And that's not a happy memory. But I tell you, it's a happy because when you pray, when you've got a need and you pray and you are in, in I call it cahoots, mm-hmm. you know, with the Lord, then he answers with power. And he did that that night for us. Wow. That's a sad story, but it's a lesson story because not all Christmases, you know, are happy. Well, and sometimes the unexpected can lead us to the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Friends, we are talking about Christmas memories, Christmas weird, favorite, uh, sad, happy today with Miss Evelyn, Kathy, and me, Coach Brinkater. We'll continue with our Christmas memories right after these messages from our awesome sponsors right here on Love Talk. Welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Endebrock for Love Talk, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Christmas is right around the corner, and we're so delighted to be with you this Saturday. And in the studio is Coach Carrie Brinkader and our beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison, and I am calling in from Boise, Idaho. So excited to join both of you this morning, and we are talking about Christmas, our personal stories of loving and living in Christmas, our favorite, our worst, and our weirdest Christmas traditions and memories, and I just love everything that you guys are sharing. In our first segment, um, Evelyn, you and I were talking about our most unexpected Mm -hmm. guests that we've ever had for Christmas. Wow, that was just such an incredible story. Um, listeners, if you missed it, you will find it on our archives. 
just after Christmas in time for next Saturday, and you can get that there. But I want to move forward because I have this question for Carrie. And, you know, just trying to keep this light and fun, but I never know what you guys are going to come up with. Um, so, <laughs> Carrie, okay. So you've had a really long and successful career as a college women's basketball coach. And so I just think about this and imagine you've received some pretty unexpected and unusual Christmas gifts over the years. What is the most unusual or unexpected gift you have ever received? Uh, I I crack up at that. There's two. And I I know sometimes you ask me these questions and I can't think of just one, but I have two. Um, So when you're a college basketball player or a college basketball coach, the basketball season runs throughout the holidays. I mean, you miss Thanksgiving, you miss Christmas, and you hope that you miss the spring break because that means you're in the playoffs and you're still playing. So your holidays are always filled with basketball. And that's been my whole life. life. And so, um, yes, when I was a college basketball player um, in college, uh, I, you know, I was in this new place and I was experiencing all these new things. And uh, Yes, right. And, and so I went on some dates and I had dated, you know, Hispanic guy and I had dated this Asian guy and I had dated this white guy. And so my friends thought that it would be really funny if for Christmas they bought me an African-American Ken doll, like a little, you know, <laughs> Barbie doll or whatever. And they were like, oh. Carrie, you know this is uh, this is just to go with uh, with, with your <laughs> I guess eclectic behavior, whatever. So um, it was all in good fun, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, and that's on video somewhere, and I think that's uh, my college coach still has that video. It was hilarious. It was like at our Christmas party and all that. I mean, our breaks were short. We only got like three or four days. Um, one of my favorite gifts that I have ever received was from some of my players at Blinn College. At Blinn College in Brenham, um, it's it's right here in good old central Texas outside of Houston and one of my favorite jobs. And I got to coach kids there for two years and then they would move on and play at a four-year university. Blinn College is a two-year university and it was just a great experience for me. Um, and one year, uh, the girl, we were all at the Christmas party and the girls bought me this little ornament that I have hanging. I still have it hanging in my tree and I always put it in the most prominent position. It's a little basketball player. She's african-american and she's dribbling a basketball and it just meant so much to me that they would they would kind of commemorate their time with me with that gift and so it's an unusual gift but it's a fun gift and something that i you know you pull those ornaments out of those boxes every year and the ones that have been given to you or made for you i just think they're so special and that one's super super special to me so, Kathy, I know over the years, as we've gotten to know each other, I've heard that much of your attic is filled with Christmas decorations. Now, I know there has to be some ugly stuff in there from, like, <laughs> 1981 that you're still hanging up at the house that you just can't seem to part with. Do you have anything weird or strange that you're still hanging on to? 
Oh my gosh, I have boxes filled with the weird and the strange, but they're all favorites. And okay, so I'm going to tell you, I want to see that video that you're talking about. You it's need hilarious. to contact your old coach it's hilarious. and tell him to put that on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. <laughs> I want to see you getting a Ken doll oh from all of gosh. your teammates. It's That's hilarious. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I, I do. I will tell you, you know, I have enough Christmas ornaments for probably five Christmas trees. And and I'm not talking about five small Christmas trees. If you gave me five Christmas trees that were about seven feet tall oh and three stars. feet wide, I would be able to fill every single one with Christmas ornaments because I just love them all. And so it's funny because with the family, I you know, I always tell them, hey, if there's something special that's been handed down from generation to generation, if it has a story with it, um, don't give it to Goodwill. I want it. Mm-hmm. And and I think I have this because in, you know, when I first came back to the States from Australia, my parents' um, property burned to the ground in the Sierra Grande fire. Mm. And we lost everything, like every family, heirloom, every everything. So I have nothing going back any generation. So from Eric's family, you know, they have they have like generations and generations of old Texas family hand-me-downs. And I have this um, one in particular, a little Santa ornament for the tree. And he's about four inches tall and two inches wide. And he is the scariest little looking Santa <laughs> that you have ever seen. And it's, it's one of those old time things where it's like a plastic that's been covered in a felt. Oh, and so gosh. bits from his cheek are kind of peeled back. And, and I think what is supposed to be a twinkle in his eye is this really piercing, strange look like he's about to come alive and come get you. But, um, it, it was Eric's grandmother's. And so every year I pull it out and it goes up on the tree and you know he just that's my weird ugly santa okay evelyn i know you have got to have something in in uh, that you insist on putting out every year that van is just like shakes his head at well i have to tell a good story before that one of the things that he just insists on our putting up is for the last five presidents i have gotten a white house um, ornament. They're beautiful. We have some. Oh, yes. they're so and beautiful. We treasure them. And yes. so I won't let him put those on the tree. Um, mm. And so he kind of has to get even. I've got this huge old Santa Claus that was David's when he was about six months old and a little red wagon. And every year I put the, I keep the little red wagon out because I put, you know, books and things in there for my grandchildren or, or when they come for tea, they pull out the wagon they've got to say, play with. But he said, oh no. Oh no. And you know, he just hates that old thing. So I, it doesn't get to go in the living room anymore. It's now in our bedroom at the end of our bed to remind him. Scaring you. Know, you. Some things are old and I'm one of them. You've got to take care of me. <laughs> Don't trade you in for a newer model. Oh my goodness. I love that. I've got a scary Santa at home too. It's, you know, I think that's, that's all part of it. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Kathy, Evelyn. What is your favorite Christmas song? Let's start with you, Miss Evelyn. What's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song uh, is Silent Night or Noel. Uh, It's hard for me. If I'm joyful and happy and all, I love Noel. But, you know, when I'm really... uh, 
when I, well, they're just pondering life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I'm looking at life and where we are, silent night, and I think, thank you, God, that it was silent. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to have all this. It's a time of prayer and praise. And so I I would probably have to say uh, silent night. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Okay. So I am not, uh, when it comes to my favorite Christmas song, I love Frosty the Snowman. And (laughs) I have to tell you why. I tell you, like, I love going to church and singing these beautiful hymns, and, and and I do have them playing in my house, but my favorite one to turn on is Frosty the Snowman, because when I was little, I did so much pretend, and I would always have things come to life, and I remember when I saw the Frosty the Snowman uh, TV show for the first time, I could see myself there and riding on the back of Frosty the Snowman down the snow-covered hill. And, and I mean, I cried when Frosty had to leave. And it just, something about that song makes me feel like this adventurous kid who is somehow connected and alive and playful and fun. And it pulls, you know, I tend to be a little bit more serious and solemn and that song just brings out the kid in me, that playful kid. And when that song comes on, I end up just jumping and prancing around the house and belting out the lyrics, unlike <laughs> any other song that can come on the radio. You know, okay, I Carrie. I love that, Kathy. I love that. Um, my, my favorite Christmas song, I think, is I'll Be Home for Christmas. And I love the original Bing Crosby version of that song. You know, he it was written, and he recorded that back in 1943, and it was sung to the soldiers who were at war in World War II. And they were longing to come home at Christmas, but if only in their dreams. You know, they they could think about it. They could think about the tree and the mistletoe and and all of the 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 fun times at home. But for many of them, it was going to only be in their dreams that Christmas of 1943. Mm. So I I just, Kathy, I tend to be a little bit more serious, I think, sometimes, too. And um, that song is serious, but I think it's reflecting a day and age that we don't really think about a lot at Christmas time. And, you know, we have actually friends in our church that their husband is deployed right now, sweet, sweet young couple, and he won't be home until March. Mm. And so she'll be spending Christmas with her husband this year um but i just think about all those the soldiers all of our troops that we had overseas during that time and even now and even now well friends we are it's almost time for our break and what a fun day we're having here on love talk uh this a couple of days here before christmas talking about our christmas tradition and our personal stories of christmas kathy mentioned earlier that you can find our archives and you can find that on love talk talk excuse me love talk network and we also have a facebook page so you can find the love ladies there love talk network is probably the best place to go to find our archives and to get caught up with what's been going on with the love ladies all right friends when we return hmm, what is our weirdest or most favorite tradition when we return to love talk right after this hi friends 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Welcome back to Love Talk. You have the joyful love ladies today. We are reminiscing. We are talking about Christmas, Christmas traditions, favorite things, weird things, and some sad things, too, uh, because it's not always um, just great memories at Christmas. But, Kathy, we do want to talk about a few more favorites or weirdest before we get to a more serious question. All right, Kathy. What is your weirdest or most favorite Christmas tradition? Okay, it's a favorite tradition that has kind of become a little bit weird. So when Eric and I, um, you know, when we, we have these three beautiful little girls, and so when they got old enough, when our oldest was maybe four, we started putting out um, Christmas stockings. And so... Um, you know, in the morning, they would, you know, our four-year-old, we'd have a four, a two, and then just a, a little itty-bitty. Um, they would, you know, our four-year-old would open them. Well, um, as they got older, when they were probably about eight, six, and four, um, they would come into the room and beg us to get out of bed <laughs> so that they can go and open their Christmas stockings. And Eric and I said, no, no, you, you know, it's 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever it was at the time. We don't want to get out in bed, of bed. And we said, look, why don't you guys go get your Christmas stockings, come back to the bed where we are, and we'll, you know, we can watch you guys open them together. Because we really wanted to watch them open their stockings. And um, so after that, after that Christmas, every year the girls would wake up early in the morning, go grab their stockings, and come jump on our bed, um, insisting that they get to open their stockings. And so Eric and I would kind of prop ourselves up and start to wake up, and they'd sit on the bed and open their stockings. And it just became such a favorite. Well, now our girls are almost 18, 16, and 14, and they are they're adults. I mean, they're big mm-hmm. and yet on christmas morning they <laughs> grab their stockings and come and jump on our bed oh. and so we have literally five adults five full-grown <laughs> adults sitting on mm-hmm. our bed and just these three giggly girls opening up these christmas stockings and it is just the funnest thing and it's it's a tradition that we never set out to you know we never planned Mm -hmm. it just came into being and it's one of our absolute favorite things but it is a little bit weird five adults sitting on a bed (laughs) early in the morning opening (laughs) presents and gifts and stockings it's precious uh, i love that i love that what about you miss evelyn favorite or weirdest well you know it's hard to tell i think probably my favorite one was um when I was pregnant with David, and it was the most difficult one, he was three weeks late. Oh, gosh. And he was born on on December the 28th. Oh, my goodness. And so Christmas for me was we didn't even have recliner chairs in those days. No. Believe me. He is now 63 years of age. Uh, I sat in a rocking chair with a, with a big, um, uh, it was a basket that was filled with blankets and things, Uh, you know, put my feet on to raise them up. Uh And when I'd get up, my dad would say, you walk like a duck. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I'm still walking. Uh It was the most difficult one we had. Uh, Just, you know, just not first child, not knowing what's going to happen next. Right. um, 
I look back and it was a great blessing because uh, I was not around. You know, my personality is powerful and I'm fixing this and fixing that and I want everything perfect. And, and that year, everybody waited on Evelyn. Ah. <laughs> so it was fun. That's it fun. Now, fun. did that become a tradition where everybody waited on Evelyn from no. there on out? <laughs> it switched when I got two boys. That's right. Well, you know. Well, um, for me, I think our favorite Christmas tradition is that no matter where we are, we always fix these little homemade cinnamon rolls, and we fix sausage balls. And so we prepare those, you know, Christmas Eve, and I put them in the refrigerator, and then that way on Christmas morning, as soon as we wake up, we turn on the oven, and we put in the sausage balls and the cinnamon rolls, and while we're opening our stockings and drinking our coffee, (laughs) we gorge ourselves on sausage balls and cinnamon rolls, and we just love that tradition. Our kids love it. They participate in making them. Um, and if we don't have that, I think they would be crushed. And it, it's it's so silly. It's literally the only time of the year that we make those two foods. We know, I mean, I, I don't know why that is, but it, that that's just what we do. And so, uh, and we wear our Christmas jammies, and uh, so that, those have become a really favorite tradition for us. Okay, Kathy, I have a more serious question for you. What do you think has been the most difficult Christmas you've ever spent, and, and how did you get through it? Uh, eating your sausage balls is how I will get to anything. <laughs> I've had your sausage balls before, and they are so divine. I cannot believe you only make those once a year. Crazy, right? I know. That is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, my most difficult Christmas. Um, it, it, it was, okay, my most difficult Christmas. Um, I have my water here and I have tissue, but I, I, it really won't bring tears to my eyes because it, you know, God has just turned it into such an incredible lesson in victory for us. But, um, my, my oldest sister literally, uh, was murdered, uh, just a, a few short weeks before Christmas. And so, you know, we had always been together as a family and I was, uh, very close to her. I mean, she taught me how to put on makeup and she would brush my hair and she would tell me how pretty I am. And, um, and she was just so gorgeous. And I, I just could not imagine life without her. I just, I, you know, I couldn't. And, um, so she, it, it was, um, in a murder suicide and that, you know, that was really hard to, to get over because, you know, you could see, you know, I saw my mom thinking, what could she have done differently? And what if this and what if that? And mm-hmm. um, and so we came to Christmas and it was, you know, it really felt like there was no joy at at Christmas. And so I think, OK, well, what got me through it? Really, it was my mom. My mom is the one who really put things into perspective for us and let us know that that while while Debbie wasn't there with us, that it was, it was, you know, because we had these physical eyes that we could not, we could no longer see her, but that she was in heaven uh, with Christ and that there would not be any more pain or any more difficulty for her. 
and that we would get to see her one day is that it wasn't that that we would never get to see her again, that we would never get to laugh with her again, but that one day we would get all of that and that, and you know, mom didn't know how, but that God was able to make up for the lost time. And so I, I have since asked my mom, okay, you got all of us through that. How did you get through that? I mean, that, you know, for a mama to lose, um, an oldest child, the very first baby that you ever held in your arms. I, I just cannot imagine the pain of that. And so mom always takes me to Isaiah 43 two, And she said that she just, she held on to these words in scripture. And I would just share this with our listeners. Now it says when, and so I want to point out, not if mama says, look, Kathy, it's not if, but it's when, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. And so, you know, basically mom held tight to God Mm. and to his promises and turned to scripture and turned in prayer. And it was it was the strength of her relationship with Christ that got our family through that that really, really horribly difficult time. And um, and she shared a scripture with me since then. And, I, you know, I kind of ponder it because I'm, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure about it, but I, I ponder this. And it's, it's also from Isaiah. It's from Isaiah 57, one through two. And he says, good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. For those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. Mm. And um, so it's just it's just this knowing to me, learning at such a young age, and it's really put into perspective death for me. That, that that God does know our times and that while it is difficult for those who are left to deal with the loss and, and to mourn through the experience, God does not abandon us through that. He draws near through that. And so when we draw near to him, we're going to receive that comfort and that assurance and the love and the care that we need during that time. Oh, Kathy, thank you for sharing that story. I, I can't even imagine what your family went through, um, tragically losing a sister in that way, and just the grace and dignity of how your mom held you guys together. I what a what a beautiful testament. Uh, you know that is so true, uh, Kathy. Wow. Uh, my oldest brother was abducted and murdered, and um, it was a very traumatic time, and it was. You know, in the fall, just for the holidays. Uh, but my dad was not a Christian. And out of that, he met a need that he couldn't fix. Mm-hmm. And he came to, well, that with a couple of other things. He came to know the reality of the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God uses good and bad in our lives to direct us, to select us for service, and especially during the Christmas season, if we are aware of what's going on around us. Absolutely. You know, I remember growing up, um, my grandmother, she lost her husband. My mom lost her dad. Um, my grandmother was only about uh, 50, 51 years old when she lost her husband. 
And I remember her just grieving, just absolutely grieving over over losing him and how we were at the holidays. And, you know, it was just such a hard time. She she had lost her joy, like you said, Kathy. And this verse comes to mind in First Thessalonians 4.13. Brothers and sisters, do not want we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. So we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. I know that those times were so very hard on her. But uh, getting through that, uh, just loving on her was an absolute blessing. Friends, we have one segment left of our show today, and we are so excited to share with you our Christmas memories, our Christmas traditions. And so when we return to Love, Love Talk, we'll have a little rapid-fire questioning going on about which one is best when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back and Merry Christmas once again, friends. This is the last time we get to tell you Merry Christmas uh, before Christmas Day is actually here. This is our last segment, and you have you are joining us on Love Talk. I'm Kathy Endebrock in the studio today. We also have Coach Carrie Brinkater and our beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison. So we've been talking about Christmas, our uh, favorite traditions, some very weird um, some very special and our worst and best Christmases that we've had. It's been such an incredible time. Just, you know, Carrie and Evelyn, just hearing these stories about you, both of you, some things that I did not know, um, kind of neat. Carrie, I love that your favorite song is I'll Be Home for Christmas. That's <laughs> such a, such a great one. And to all of, to all of our troops, um, Merry Christmas to you and to all of those families who um, have those in the service that are overseas. Mm-hmm. God bless you with a special blessing and draw close to you this Christmas. Absolutely. Um, all right, ladies. So we are going to, I have one more question for us to answer, and then we're going to get into some rapid fire, which one is best. But for our very last question, and I'll start with my answer, what is the weirdest place or the best place that you have ever spent Christmas? And for me, it was Christmas in Australia. Now, obviously, Christmas is in December in Australia, so that's the summertime. So it was middle of summer, even though it was December 25th. We were sitting around a barbecue in the backyard of some good friends of ours um, up in northern Victoria in Australia having sausages for Christmas dinner. It was so unusual, but I had a blast. It was so much fun. Evelyn, how about you? Uh, Dear camp, and uh, actually in all the preparation for lunch because we didn't do dinner in those days everybody had a big lunch uh the boys went out to uh, to um, get on their places and in about two hours they came back with three deer oh gosh <laughs> uh, wasn't very happy about that on christmas day <laughs> but you know we made the best of it because um they they got them ready put them in the ice chest mm-hmm. and later we went home and but it was unusual. Oh, that uh, sounds unusual. That, that was after our boys got grown, and oh. my mother no longer had the priority of choice. Yes, you know, well. You lose that sometimes. They got to do what they wanted, and and you yeah. got to hang out with your family. Well, I think for me, the, the 
most unusual place I've ever spent Christmas was literally on a basketball court. Um, one year when I was uh, coaching at Southwestern, we were leaving for a tournament on December 26th, really, really early in the morning. We were flying out. Um, and so I had to bring my girls back on the evening of Christmas. They had to actually travel back to school on Christmas evening. And so we got together on the basketball court and hung out, practiced a little bit. Um, I let them wear like Christmas jammies or whatever they wanted. And so it was, you know, it was unusual. It was fun. Um, It was a little sad in some ways, but, uh, you know, it was just kind of the life that we led. And, um, yeah, trying to make it as fun as as we could make it. Um, But it was definitely unusual. That's for sure. Okay, Kathy, I'm ready for this rapid fire. Okay. All right. So I want to prepare you for this. Now, there's some things about Christmas that have been very controversial over the years and even in my family remain unresolved. So I want to get your input from both of you. So here I have some rapid fire questions. It's called, which one is best? Questions for you both. So now as we sit in the opening, whatever we do for the glory of God is best. However, can we just say that maybe some things might be best, okay? <laughs> Get even. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, in rapid fire, I'm going to provide you with two controversial items, and you both have to tell me which one is the best of the two for Christmas. Okay, here we go. Cherry cobbler or apple pie? Apple pie. Apple pie. Oh, I love you both. Okay, turkey <laughs> or ham? Turkey. Ham, Miss Evelyn, that honey baked ham <laughs> with the ham. delicious, oh, the delicious okay. crusty top. Oh, yeah, ham. Okay, Although, the controversy continues. Hang on, Kathy. Okay. Most of the time we do turkey or ham at Thanksgiving, and at Christmas sometimes we'll do tamales. Yeah. Tamales for oh, Christmas. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. We go to parties where we have tamales. Yeah, okay. Oh, my tamales. Okay. I'll bring that one up at the dinner table this Christmas and see how many boos I get or, no, or tears. I don't cheers. know. We'll see. Okay. I'm adding that one to the list. Okay. All right. Travel to be with family or stay home and host everyone. Stay home and host. I enjoy both. I can't decide. Some years you just need to travel. That's us this year. What about you, Kathy? Uh, I, I travel to be with family. Okay. I, hosting everyone, I would spend so much time planning for it. Mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah, I don't know how, how I'd enjoy it. I love just travel, go be with family, and hang out. Sweet. Um, okay, handmade or store-bought ornaments? Handmade. Handmade. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you both. Christmas cookies or Christmas fudge? Fudge. <laughs> oh, no, cookies. Cookies. <laughs> Kathy? Okay. I will say when I'm making it, Christmas cookies, but my grandmother, I was raised on caramel fudge with Uh pecans. So many fond memories, but I've never been able to get the recipe right. Mm. Okay. Uh, Christmas Eve present or no presents until Christmas Day? Well, Santa Claus bags uh, Sunday or Christmas morning. Uh, we cheat a little bit on either, you know, the night Christmas Eve, or depending on what we've got to do and where we have to be. Um, we started a tradition when the kids were younger of one present on Christmas Eve, but it's always the same thing. It's always Christmas jammies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, we do we do one present on Christmas Eve. My daughter this year tried to say, "Hey, Christmas is so great. How about for my birthday we use a Christmas tradition for my birthday and I get to sh- open one present oh. on the eve of my birthday." We're like, "Yeah, nice try." No, nice not try. happening. Not happening. Okay, stockings or no stockings? Mm, stockings. Stockings all the way. Definitely stockings. Okay, star or angel on the tree? Normally a star, but I got an angel this year because the star broke. Ah, (laughs) star. I prefer an angel, but for some bizarre reason, my girls love a star. So we get get a star on top of the tree. Okay, Christmas letter, Christmas card, or Christmas picture? Christmas picture. Christmas picture. Mm -hmm. Okay, handwritten or printed? Printed. Printed. Printed, yeah. Pretty hard to handwrite a Christmas picture. We always do sign something special to each person, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, ladies, so that that uh, kind of rounded us out. Now, any of our listening friends, if there are controversies around your Christmas table, you can let them know what the love ladies landed on just to add some fun discussion to your Christmas table. You can blame your answer on us if you'd like. Yeah, yeah we just take turns. That's what we told our boys. Take turns. You work it out and take turns. So sometimes it takes that in a large family. Absolutely. Well, Christmas traditions can be fun. And I didn't realize how much my my children loved our traditions until until this year. And so as they express those to me, it's been fun today, ladies. I have just a short historical story here to share, everyone, as we close Love Talk today. Uh, Years ago, a lady named Rose was married to a man named Joe. If you want to see this story in print, you can always pick up one of the Good News journals that's at a local HEB store that's produced by our lovely Miss Evelyn and her husband, Van. Rose was was married to Joe, and after having two sons, Rose had another child, this time a little girl, and she was born with special needs. Sadly, at this time, uh, Rose fell into a deep depression. It was probably a symptom of uh, her family or the times, but uh, a maid in Rose's home told her, until you make your heart a manger for Jesus to be born, you will never be happy. Rose got a little bit upset and She thought she might fire that maid, but that night Rose was awakened and she felt the presence of God in her room. Rose was very, very religious and she prayed, oh God, please make my heart a manger for Jesus to be born. Mm -hmm. And this is a story of Rose Kennedy, the matriarch of the Kennedy family. And until she experienced the true love of the Prince of Peace, she didn't have that joy. So this Christmas, I ask you, friends, do you need to welcome the Prince of Peace into your life? Do you need to make your heart a manger for a Christ that can forgive your sins and who meets us right where we are? If so, you can ask God to shape your heart so that you can welcome Jesus as the perfect Prince of Peace in your life. Friends, there will be an enormous amount of Christmas Eve services here in the next couple of days. I would pray that you would get, take your family, go find a service that celebrates the birth of Jesus and what he can do in our lives. 
I pray that you will be welcoming to friends and family. I pray that if there's bridges to be mended this Christmas, that you'll take that first step. Find a church. Those people will love you there. You'll be blessed by a Christmas Eve service that welcomes the birth of our Savior, Lord Lord and Jesus, Jesus Christ. Friends, it's easy to open our heart to Jesus, to accept him, to believe that he loves us, and to commit our life to him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I pray Christmas blessings over you and your family this season. You can find us at Love Talk Network. You can find us on the Love Line, 512-249-6535. Friends, Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time on Love Talk. Mm.